Hello and welcome to the Crochet Business School podcast. I'm Kelly Thomas, the Crochet Profit Queen, and I'm going to show you how you can make a living from your crochet while avoiding the burnout and being able to make what you want and when you want. Have you signed up to the Crochet Business School newsletter yet? Don't forget to do that now at crochetbusinessschool.com forward slash subscribe and get tips and free resources straight to your inbox. Keeping your crochet business legal. So when you are selling anything, there are of course rules and regulations and laws that you do need to be aware of. Now I do have to start this episode with the caveat that I am not a legal advisor. I am not in any legal capacity whatsoever. I cannot offer legal advice. What I can do is give you some things to think about when it comes to your business, some rules and regulations that you may want to consider, but how you go about protecting yourself or if you need to protect yourself with these, that is down to you. And if you do need further legal advice, then you need to contact a lawyer or a solicitor to discuss that further. So saying that, there are some well-known laws that you do need to keep on the right side of. And most businesses have to follow these. So I'll start with one that most people now have to adhere to, and that's GDPR. So GDPR is um, is general data protection regulations, and it basically means protecting people's information. And when it comes to your crochet business, this means that if someone signs up to your newsletter, you are being very transparent about how you use their email. It's about if they are giving you their email address to sign up to a freebie, say a voucher code or a free pattern PDF, whatever it may be, you have to be transparent about if they are going to be added to your newsletter list or not. And they have to have the option to um, opt in. There's a lot online about this because when it first came in, it caused a bit of a panic among small businesses. It's like, well, what is it and what do we do? But it's basically just transparency. You must say what you're going to use that information for. And it just means protecting the information that is given to you. And as long as you are upfront and open about it, you've got nothing to worry about. But again, if you are collecting um, customer information, this is something that you should look into. GDPR started as a European uh, legislation, but it's becoming adopted around the world in other various guises. So it's a good thing to check out. Something else that a lot of crocheters can fall foul of is copyright law. Copyright basically means that if you did not create an image, if you did not create a character and you have seen it somewhere else, you cannot copy it. So think Disney, think Pixar, Marvel, Star Wars, anything like this you cannot use. 
You cannot use it to create graph GANs. You cannot use it to create amigurumi. You cannot use it to create patterns. It protects companies' intellectual property. And yes, these images, these characters are in huge demand. But you cannot legally use them for your own business unless you get a license from the company allowing you to go ahead and do that. The chances of you getting that license are actually pretty slim. And if you do, it's going to cost tens of thousands of pounds. These things don't come cheap. And a lot of people try to use the excuse of, there's plenty of people on Facebook doing it. There's plenty of people on Etsy doing it. Why shouldn't I? Because the risks are huge. These big multinational companies who have these characters, they make billions of dollars of profits from them every year. And they have teams of legal people who are going around the internet trying to find the people who are using their intellectual property illegally. They are looking for small businesses who are using these characters, using these images in their businesses illegally. And now I've heard of people getting fines of tens of thousands. They've lost their homes. They've had their whole whole business shut down all because they tried to make a bit of quick cash on something that they do not own. The copyright risk is massive. And in the long run, I don't think it's worth the risk. So if someone does ask you to create something, Disney-inspired, Star Wars-inspired, Lego-inspired, it doesn't matter. You cannot use the images, the names, the characters. You can't do it. Other things that you should keep in mind, it's more of a day-to-day thing, is if you are at craft fairs, do you have public liability insurance? This is where you insure yourself um, if somebody harms themselves on your business property or on one of your products. You need to look in whether you need that or not. Another one is if you collect um, email addresses, names, any personal information from your customers or from your audience, and you are holding that on your personal computer, Do you have protection for that? What kind of protection do you have in place if your computer gets hacked? If that information is being held on a third-party server, say like Etsy or your newsletter host, then that generally falls on them to keep it safe. But that's something you need to think about and look into. And you might be thinking at this point that this sounds like an absolute legal quagmire, but it's it's not onerous. It can be a bit scary when you start thinking about it, but for most people, it's not that big of a thing. And most people don't need to cover themselves against everything. You need to look at what's right for you. And a lot of this is just taking basic precautions. So if you don't hold personal information on your own computer, you're fine. If you're not using anything copyright related, you're fine. 
but it is something you need to bear in mind. Um, other things to think about is taxes. That wonderful word. Are you registered? So I know in the States that you may need a business license. Make sure you're covered. In the UK, you have to register with um, HMRC that you have a business and then you just need to report your earnings each year. It can feel with these type of things like people are there to catch you out, that the government there wants to catch you out, but that's actually not the case. They're actually really helpful. If you ever need help and contact them, you will find your local office to be helpful. Because don't forget that although big national companies bring in billions, there's relatively few of them. And it's small businesses like ours that actually keep uh, governments, taxes coming in. It's where the revenue comes from. And so they want to help because they want to keep you running. Because if your business keeps running, they can claim taxes from you. So actually, the government is really helpful for businesses like ours. They want to make sure that we get the money flowing because then it goes to them as well in the form of taxes. Other things to think about are if you're making anything that has play value, is that legal? So in UK and EU, those are CE laws. And it basically means that you are just keeping records that these items are safe to play with. And you can actually do the testing yourself quite cheaply. It takes a bit of time to do, but as long as you keep your records straight, you're absolutely fine. I can't say what the laws are, are in the US. I don't think they're quite as strict as the UK, but it's definitely one to check out to make sure that anything that's classed as a toy or is seen as having play value is safe to sell. And it's just little things like this that you need to keep in place. And it's just about protecting yourself, making sure you're compliant. And these laws exist to protect people. Not only are they there to protect your customers, they are there to protect you. And like I said, you might not have to think about most of this. It's just something to be aware of and know how it fits into your business. There are far more rules if you are selling what you make, for sure. But you still need to think about things if you are selling patterns and have blogs. You need to be honest and open. And as long as you're doing that, you you should be fairly okay. But it's one of those things that you do need to think about it. Sticking your head in the sand and pretending these things don't exist is not a good way to go. Because that's how things bite you later. So they can feel quite scary and quite wordy and like, oh, is it worth it? But once you get past the initial fear of it and start looking into it, it's not that big of a deal. Most of these things are easily taken care of. They take a little bit of time to get your head around them. But once you do, you're covered and you're protected. And we all want to make sure that our customers are safe. We want to make sure our own business is safe. But don't be afraid to contact your local business centre, uh, trading standards, your local tax office. If you feel that you need insurance, contact the insurer. They are all there to help you and will give you advice on what's best for you and your business and the way it's set up. They are there to help. 
No one is going to shut you down just for asking a few questions. It's better to ask and make sure you're covered than not ask and get a nasty shot later down the line. So have a think about how this affects you. I would say come into the Facebook group and ask, but I cannot give legal advice. So this is one of those times where I can't do that. But if you do want to connect with your fellow crochet business owners, then please do come to the Facebook group and come and make some new crochet friends. The link is in the show notes. So thank you for listening today and I shall see you next time for the next episode. Bye for now.